Hello and welcome to Truth vs. Hype. Tonight we are in government anniversary season once again as the NDA turns four, the familiar cycle of the government rolling out its achievements and the opposition challenging those claims. One claim, however, that has drawn very little criticism and the focus of tonight's show is the tough new bankruptcy law known as the IBC or the Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code. Now, until the new rules kicked in in May last year, debt-ridden business barons have long used weaknesses in existing Indian laws to prevent either a takeover or liquidation of their companies, one of the main reasons for India's mounting crisis of bad bank debt. But the new rules make it easier for lenders to turf out promoters and gain control of heavily indebted companies. The sale last week of an ailing steel company, Bhushan Steel, in debt to the banks for 35,000 crore rupees to the Tatas, is being hailed as a textbook case for the success of the new law. So what's the reality? Are the new laws an unqualified success or do challenges remain? An analysis of the companies that are under resolution by the financial management firm CLSA and the State Bank of India, India's largest lender, tells you an interesting story. How much do these companies owe and what are banks able to recover and what are they writing off? Now, there are two rounds of auctions of companies under the new law. Of the 12 companies on the block in round one, which includes marquee names like SR and Lanco, both SBI and CLSA estimate that the average haircut or loss to banks is around 50%. So of the total debt of rupees 2.7 lakh crores in round one, the banks are estimated to lose 1.4 lakh crore. The Tata Bhushan Steel deal is an exception. The banks only took a 25% hit. But there are several companies on the block where the banks are estimated to be taking a hit up to 80%, pushing up the average in round one to 50% of loss. In round two, 25 debt hit companies are on the block whose resolution deadline is towards the end of this year. Here, CLSA estimates the average hit taken by banks spikes to around 70%. So of the total 4 lakh crores of debt, they'll only be able to recover 1.7 lakh crores. In other words, totally between both the rounds, a total of about 2.3 lakh crores or about 60% of the total debt will have to be written off. So the good news is that promoters are being forced to go on the block. The not so great news is that it is still coming at a heavy cost to the bank. Let me kick off our panel uh, tonight on Truth versus Hype with Rajneesh Kumar, the chairman of State Bank of India, India's largest lender. I spoke to him earlier in Bombay and I began by asking him that overall, sir, do you think that this particular law, despite the fact that there are still challenges, is a game changer? Definitely. There is a real now danger of losing the business and the enterprise. And that is where uh, the discipline in the market will come in and is coming in. I can see the early signs of it. And as I said, that there is a greater awareness both on the part of the borrowers as well as on the part of the bankers that the due diligence, the, uh, the, uh, we, we, the lenders are ensuring that there is a sufficient skill in the game on the part of the borrowers. So these are some of the significant changes. I am very, very happy with the outcome so far and I am very, very bullish about that we have to make this court successful. This I consider to be the most significant reform as far, the, as far as the banking sector in India and the companies and the corporates are 
concerned. So it is in everybody's interest that we make it successful. So you say it's the most significant reform, but by our own estimates, the haircut or the losses that are the banks are taking appear to be quite high, going from 50% to almost 70%. Mr. Srivastava, the main thing is that any enterprise, the insolvency process, it is supposed to protect the value of the enterprise. And uh, whatever be the process, whether it is uh, IBC code or whether it is DRT, surface or sale to ARC or OTS, when the enterprise is not doing well or has not done well and has not been making profits, so obviously the value of the enterprise goes down. If that was not the case, then why would we following any of these methods? So what has to be realized that it is ultimately the ability of the enterprise to generate the cash flows and what is the NPV of those estimated cash flows which determines the fair value of the enterprise. And that's why what we should not look at this process purely from the angle of what losses are being incurred, which you call popularly haircut, for the secured creditors. What is to be looked at is that whether through this process we have been able to save how many enterprises and if we have been able to save good number of enterprises, that also means that you are saving lot of jobs, you are saving the lot of other stakeholders. So I think the debate has to be around the protection of the value of the enterprise. Okay, now that's an important point, but I do want to ask you that is one of the reasons why the haircut, why the loss is going up is because we are delaying the process of bringing companies into the bankruptcy process, while in other countries it's much faster. So it is uh, definitely like uh, everyday matters when it comes to the resolution of any enterprise which is in trouble. But one uh, thing we have to consider that uh, in, the, uh, in our case, most of the cases have gone for the resolution when they are already NPA accounts with the bank for past two or three years. So that itself suppresses the value. So the question is not about whether it is taking 180 or 270 days. The question is that at what stage does a company or a debtor, corporate debtor gets referred to the insolvency process. So the going forward, if at the earliest sign of trouble, either the corporate debtor voluntarily or the financial creditors, they take advantage of the process, then the resolution will be faster, number one, and resolution will result into the maximization of the value. It is like a patient situation. If you do early treatment, early cure, the chances of recovery are much faster. But the more you delay, the chances of recovery becomes more and more bleak. So it is an identical situation. Okay. But just to understand then that overall through this new code, are you expecting to see a reduction of the debt burden on your bank as well as other banks? Because you just in the latest quarter posted a loss figure, a very high loss figure of uh, about 7,000 crores, of which I suspect a chunk were because of these NPA non-performing assets accounts. 
Yeah, the latest numbers, of course, uh, it is it has nothing to do with NCLT. The the provisioning and the recognition has been uh, done in a fairly uh, aggressive manner, I would say, leaving no scope uh, for any divergence or anything as far as the supervision or regulation goes, because there is a framework. Uh, for resolution uh, which came out on 12th of February. So we have complied with that. But going forward, going forward, the requirement for provision is going to definitely come down. Our credit cost will come down. But at a macro level, if the uh, IBC process works efficiently, then it will be very good for the credit markets in India. And once there is an efficiency in resolution, the credit cost overall will come down. All right. Uh, thanks very much indeed there, uh, Rajneesh Kumar, Chairman SBI. Joining us here in the studio, Shamika Ravi of uh, Brookings India, also a member of the Prime Minister's Economic Advisory Council, Jayavi Shegal, spokesperson of the Congress, N.K. Venu, one of the founders of The Wire. Thank you all for being here. Javi Shekhar, is it fair to say that of the various critiques that the Congress is doing and continues to do of the government's achievements, especially as the anniversary rolls around, this particular bankruptcy code is not something that you've been able to find fault with? Uh, not in this the is a success, according to the, the government. Not in the spirit of the law, but in implementation and on the success rate, the critique is valid and are substantiated with facts and figures. Okay. The point is, Indian banking sector is in deep crisis. Mm. But the government is in a perpetual celebration in a window dressing mode to hide the grim reality. Now, if you compare... But here, companies are coming out and subjecting now. themselves yes. to the bankruptcy code. Now, What's wrong is, with that? This is where the catch is. If you see the amount of lost by the banks and the recovery is equally comparing an elephant to a quail, 61,000 crore is the amount lost in these scams alone, which a lot of NPAs are a part of. 44,000 crore is the amount booked in Q4 2018. Recovery amount is 10% in the last two years. The 2,72,000 crore amount written okay, off only 10%. But you're talking, now about, you're, talking, you're talking about something else. You're no, talking, I'm on, now NCLT figures I'm going to give I'm, you. I'm talking about, we're talking about IBC. Yes, now on IBC. Can I give you just one stat? Very on quickly, IBC, on, the yeah. Crystal report came in February. It says the recovery is, the discounting factor is to 60% as per the Crystal report. Now when you have a high stress bank, low recovery rate, married with a low recovery amount, then that dips the private investment cycle. I'll give okay. you one example. Okay, okay, Shirdi Industries yes. in December 2017. No, no, let's, Mr. Let's Piyush Goel's company. No, no, let's he got 65% no, no. loan waiver. No, we're not getting into Piyush Goel here. No, we're that's the illustration. Like you gave Bhushan Steel. This is, this is all okay, on we're NCLT. Talking, just a second. We're talking about companies that are in NCLT 1 and NCLT 2. And there, Shamika, as the data shows, the haircut is fairly significant. 50%, 70%. But... There's also a data point that we found that under the old system, under the old laws, which was surfacey and so on, the average recovery, 2012 to 2017, was only 14%. Now it's up 43%. So right. it's almost four times as much. Right. It's still not great for banks, but right. it's definitely better. Absolutely. In fact, I would, um, without getting into the politics of it, Absolutely, you know, yeah. this is a giant leap mm. as far as the financial markets are concerned in terms of establishing a rule of law in India. Because we have been suffering from a breakdown of the credit discipline. Uh, in fact, there has been almost a right to uh, default that we have seen, which 
many fast growing economies by the way do uh, uh, witness uh, in indian case it it sort of was completely uh, 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 with complete impunity in many ways yes. so this law and i would actually say that unlike other laws this particular law has seen incredible speed as far as the implementation is concerned yes. because because uh, you know the the court came in uh, november uh, the law uh, 2015 was passed in, yes. within 6 months the law yes. was passed and by november of that year so within another 8 months we are seeing uh, uh, the movement as far as some of these resolution now the big resolutions have now started to come that's true it will take time this is an ordinance just got passed where now the law is getting further strengthened right Venu, would you agree with that? Because one of the concerns about this process was the fact that promoters were still trying to enter through the back door and trying to regain control of their company through proxies. Mm. But the government amended the law, tried to shut that window. Mm. It's been partly successful. Yeah, it's still... It, yeah. It, there are still promoters who are trying to... Uh, Associates are coming in and buying through up the back door. But yeah. by and large, that era of the malias and so on, the sort of you know, punishment-free promoters, uh, is, is perhaps starting to end. Yeah, or is this, that is it too soon to celebrate? You know, the I support the law. The framework is perfect, and it is true that henceforth no promoter can default and then hope to sort of keep the company uh, uh, forever, uh, which had been happening earlier. If you saw the earlier cycle in the nineties, there were a lot of defaults, and these very companies, you know, mm. Uh, mm. I, I can name them. They defaulted and then they kept the company, uh, they got the loans restructured, etc. And they, this every 10 years has been happening. Hmm. Now this won't happen. Yes. But I still feel that it's work, the, the, the implementation, the framework, implementation framework is work in progress. Because only yesterday they amended some more, uh, uh, they made some sure. amendments that to en en yeah, ensure that real estate companies are treated uh, differently, especially home buyers, you know. In, in companies where home buyers sure. are, are bigger creditors you know, than the banks, yeah. and also in the case of SMEs, that's very important. These in are the, small and medium. Yeah, because small, medium, uh, you don't get buyers at NCLD, you don't get bidders. So they're allowing okay. small. That's, that's yeah, a, so that's a, those are important. But one last thing. One last thing. I want to say that I'm yet to see some of the big, the top corporates, you know, who have run up uh, at least ten top. Corporate groups who owe banks about about SR is on the CRs. SR is uh, yeah. in, there's is one in company of SR, but there are many bankers in round one. Many, so many top corporate groups guns. in the power sector. Power sector is still a, a, a big question mark because the banks are saying okay. that Shamita. power sector is mired in a lot of policy issues. Also, I, okay. I, I, would, I would want okay, to see okay, whether the power sector gets resolved by October. Okay, oh. Shamika, I'll come to you, Jayvind, in a second. The fact is that while it is positive. Uh, the numbers, the loss, the hit that banks are taking is pretty high. I mean, we're talking about, you know, two, two and a half lakh crores that are being written off, partly because, as Rajneesh Kumar said, that in India, companies are reaching the insolvency process much later much in the later. game, when they've been almost stripped of all value. Right. How do we fix that? Well, so one thing to note is, you know, remember that these, this is capital trapped in bad, badly run firms. So this is the best way you can let market discovery of the true value happen. Hmm. So remember, these are non-performing assets to begin with. I mean, these are firms which are suffering. Yeah, sure. So, so losses are obvious. In, in some sense, you have to look at this law as untrapping of capital from these bad assets. And that's where the law comes in handy in terms of... Uh, uh, sure, but, but how do we try to get these companies into the debt recovery process earlier? Because far too often, everyone, the whole system, banks, everybody waits and waits and waits 
Yeah. And by the time they come to it, it gets too late. From now so, on, that, that's, that's going to happen. If you, if you default uh, within six months, right. uh, uh, as per this uh, February circular, okay. then in six months you, ha in you have to come to NCLT if you don't resolve uh, your uh, issues uh, within, with, with the banks, uh, the promoter. Uh, and then you have to come into NCLD and uh, immediately 50% NPAs, 50% uh, you have to provide it. You know, so okay, so, so Javi, here's the thing. I mean, politically, if this starts to actually pay off dividends and the public starts to see that big tycoons are being held accountable, they're not able to just sit on their empires anymore. They have to sell off their family jewels. This could be something that the government can take to the next elections and say, listen, we are not suit boot ki sarkar. We are actually holding these guys to account. You know, uh, again, you are you interrupted me, so you say, Javier, I'm only talking about NCLT matters. I'm a lawyer. Let me. The, when the company reaches an NCLT, why they become NPA? Because the amounts have been siphoned out, out of India, and the share value dips, you become an NPA, and then you reach NCLT. Right. In so, some cases, they're siphoned out. Yes, in some cases, I am giving be a, genuine losses. The, this is the RBI report in the last year of 61,000 crore sure. and 44,000 crore. Right. So what, that's why I said the recovery and the, uh, the amount which is flown out of the country is such large with 65% haircut. Right. Symbolically, as a, in window dressing, yes. In realistic, no. Second, as a lawyer, the success of this code also depends on the electricity of the tribunals, how fast they insure. Now you have 25 judges who are dealing with 3,000 insolvency cases. Hmm. You have 10 benches dealing with these cases. You have sure. one appellate bench sure. which deals with all insolvency. Yeah. Now the code says 270 days is the outer limit. Already the tribunals have started taking a shelter. No, it's too much. It's only a procedural There's and a formality. There's a supply problem. Yeah. There's supply. That's, and that's, thirdly, and the discretion. Yeah. If you have influence in power, earlier you could take the loan. Now can you, you can apply that influence in the haircut. You again interrupted me. It's a recorded fact in the order. Mr. Piyush Goel's company got a 65% loan waiver in December 2017 after the ordinance coming. I'll tell you, no, no, why, I, was, I, I, I say I interrupted you. That's because I was trying to focus initially this on, is the NCLT. on in IBC uh, you yes. know, uh, 1 and 2, NCLT 1 and 2. That's yeah. why. Politically, uh, Vasu, politically, uh, the opposition can make one claim, which is which, which they will. It's difficult for the ruling party to communicate to the people that through this big reform, mm. we have resolved these uh, as bad assets and you know ownership has changed. They'll ask, they'll say, okay, out of 10 lakh crores NPS, 70% is gone, as you said. Then they'll say, why don't you give a 70% uh, write-off for farmers? That will be a problem for this government. Sure, you could, I, I mean, I think there can be, I, I, mean, they, they, I think they, the big a, picture is hmm. that overall, I'm sensing that the mood is changing. I mean, even if you look at the courts outside of the, the you know, the resolution process yeah. with the big real estate companies Absolutely. defaulting on keeping promises to home buyers, yeah. they've come down really hard yeah. on the Unitex and the JPs and whatnot. And the RERA Act has also helped here. And remember that this is all rule of law, Vasu, you know, establishing rule of law. And many people, when they debate demonetization and see why people in UP supported the BJP after a move like demonetization, when you saw people standing in lines, etc., people value rule of law. So particularly when it comes to small businesses, micro businesses. So when you're seeing establishment of a contract or enforcement of a contract, mm. this goes a long way. So politics apart, this is great for the economy. It, you, could, you had a chance to bring something like this. You didn't. They did. You know, I, I actually, End of story. Actually, I get very <laughs> amused by this fact that demonetization was a rule of law. Okay, I don't want to get it. I don't want to start a demonetization debate. You know, I, I noticed, Shavaka, brother, I don't want to get into okay. that. But I'm saying as far as this bankruptcy code is concerned. It was unlawful, actually. 
you didn't bring it and they did. No, no, uh, so the insolvency laws were always there. The Banking Regulation Act was brought by the UPA. It was always there. 70 years we were in power in various laws. Every you evolve, law evolves. Today it was needed. When we were there, there are 2 lakh crore stress assets in BJP that the quadruple over, to 10 lakh crore assets. No, no, but the so yes, it's, a, of, it's the, the disease which they created of, and a, a cure also no, they are creating. No, no. So it's a, a classic case of I'll, I am the doctor, no, no, I'll make the, you sick the, first and so then I'll administer assets, you the medicine. That is the truth. Not, not the I, I, I have a critique here. I have a critique. You know, the mistake that India made was all this should have been done in 2015. They thought that business cycle will recover and all these NPS will become all right. And this even Uday Kotak, somebody like Kotak, he also said that business cycle will not recover. When they realized over four years didn't happen, then they did it. They could have done it in 2015, would have been much sure. better off. I mean, in hindsight. But uh, anyway, I think interesting that this is a process which is underway. We'll have to see how it unfolds. We're completely out of time. Thank you all so much for joining us. That's it on Truth versus Hype. Thanks for watching. Good night.